1: Welcome to the Icons of Real Estate podcast. I'm your host, Patty Teal. Today's icon is Eric Hatch. Let me tell you a little bit about Eric. He is an entrepreneur, a public speaker, realtor, author, coach, and investor. Wow, he wears a lot of hats. He started Hatch Realty in 2014 and serves as its CEO. These days, his time and energy is spent casting vision, marketing the business, and leading and coaching people. The company transitioned to Real Broker LLC in August 2021. With Hatch Realty at the core, this partnership with a national brokerage allowed the team to continue taking care of clients while offering tools to better communicate in this tech driven world. Boy, you do a lot of things, Eric. Welcome.
0: Oh, it's so good to be here. Thanks so very much for the invite. I'm excited oh, to dance.
1: You are more than welcome. So what we usually do, Eric, is we start with our icon sharing their story. How did you get where you are today? It sounds like you've got quite a story. I know you had a different calling uh, in the first part of your life, and then you've managed to incorporate it into what you're doing now. But I'll let you tell the story.
0: Yeah, it's it's been a really fun journey. So I live in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, not many people live here, but I'm one of them that's proudly here. And uh, I called this home my entire life. Uh, went to North Dakota State University in Fargo when I graduated. Uh, I felt a call to run from this place, but God wasn't done with me yet. And so I ended up working at my church uh, that I was baptized and raised in. Uh, And so I went into the youth ministry and was doing some worship leading, some preaching uh, and that sort of as well. I did that almost for a decade Uh, and it was such a great call. And I loved every last bit of it, but it was a really hard way to take care of my family. And also I'm an entrepreneur by trade. And so having 4,000 bosses, at any given time is a little bit of a hardship, Uh, and so I felt called to real estate, jumped in in 2011. My first year, I was a solopreneur, uh, sold 52 houses my first year. I say that simply because uh, it matters the market that you're in, and I had spent my entire life working on growing business and helping uh, people in this community, and when I transitioned to a full-time businessman, Uh, all of a sudden I had more opportunities than I knew uh, what to do with. Uh, And so those 52 homes all came from my own sphere of influence and came from referrals and came from open houses. So I got really intentional right away at building a strong SOI business. 2012, I started a team because that's what I thought you're supposed to do. Uh, I went from myself to 13 people by the end of the year. I had expanded to two markets uh, across North Dakota outside of the one that I was in. And uh, in 2013, everything came to a screeching halt and I crashed and burned. I got kicked out of my brokerage. My team fell apart uh, 15 months after I had started it and everybody left me except for two people. There were two people that stood by my side and I was a flaming dumpster fire of a hot mess. I was running such a sloppy business. Uh, I was selling a lot of homes. We sold 192 homes that year, uh, but I was 113 of those 192. So I was doing 60% of the production for a 13-person team. And that wasn't a good life for any of us. And, and I was given the gift of starting over, Patty. And so oh. in 2013, mm-hmm. I started over. I learned from my mistakes. I got really dedicated and disciplined with uh, leadership habits and with hiring correctly, and with building a different structure. And so for the last eight years now, uh, my company has sold over 6,000 homes. Oh, wow. uh, I got out of production almost eight years ago, uh, but I have the privilege of coaching some of the top realtors in the country. Our real estate team sold 1,023 homes last year in little old Fargo, North Dakota, and a couple of expansion markets. And, uh, and we got here simply because we're following a, a model that I'm so excited about. We're following these steps and these uh, these learned lessons from having failed, having coached top people in the industry. And now I find myself excited to share with the world uh, how to grow a really substantial, awesome business and not lose your life while you do it.
1: Gosh, well, I guess what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. And plus, it's very often that you can take a couple tries to get your business right i think some people do it right off the bat but many many people struggle a little bit as they learn
0: yes ma'am I'm sure yeah. you
1: so i happen to have grown up in the midwest and back in the day i'm from nebraska originally okay the houses didn't sell for very much i'm sure they don't still don't sell for as much as california and some other places but they've probably gone up just like everything else What's the average price of a home in Fargo, North Dakota?
0: As of today, about $300,000. Wow. the first thing we've mm-hmm. the $300, When I got into real estate and I started back in 2006, our average sales price was about $165,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so prices have about doubled in the last 17 years. And that happens. They say every 20 or 25 years, prices should double. Um, and so that's where we find ourselves now about $300,000. Uh, and we just crossed over that mark uh, this last month. So. It's a new thing to be in the threes instead of the twos.
1: Well, congratulations. That sounds really good to be in the threes instead of the twos. In our way. Yeah. And uh, you've built your team to how many people did you say right now?
0: So our team, we're in four markets total. Fargo is our main market. And then we're in Bismarck, North Dakota, Grand Forks, North Dakota, and the Lakes area of Minnesota, about 45 minutes east. And we are a team right now of about 55 people.
1: Oh, That covers a lot of territory there.
0: We do. Uh, the entire population of the state of North Dakota is 750,000 people. And so about two, uh, excuse me, about one third of those live in the Fargo area. So we're going where uh, where the people are. And otherwise, you got to drive two or three hours in any direction to find more people.
1: <laughs> I understand. I understand. I used to remember that drive, you know, across Nebraska, a lot of farmland. Do you have a lot of farmland where you are? Ranches? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: Yeah. As soon as you... Uh, uh, this is more agriculture than it is livestock here.
1: I see. Cool. Yeah. And um, what's your current volume of houses that you have on the market?
0: Uh, let's see. Our market probably has about 600 homes on the market right now, but uh, about half of those are new construction that they don't even have uh, a shovel in the ground yet. This, is, this has increased mightily over the last uh, four months. Mm-hmm. And uh, as most, most markets have seen an acceleration of inventory on their market, we've, we've seen the same.
1: Oh. Was your market affected by the oil industry?
0: So the, the oil uh, that really happened, and it's still happening, uh, a lot of the fracking is in the western part of the state. We are on the Minnesota border, so 20% of our business is in Minnesota and 80% is in North Dakota. So we're on the opposite side of the state. We're five hours away from that. And so we never saw, at least in our market here, we never saw a, much of a, an influx at all.
1: Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> And um, what are your goals since you're doing so well? I know you have a new book out. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, are you still boots on the ground with your real estate company? Or are you more interested in coaching these days?
0: Uh, so I'm about a day a week with Hatch Realty. I just hired uh, one of my team members and elevated her up. Uh, she was our expansion director, and now she is our president. So she runs the day-to-day operations. Her name is Heather Mattson. An unbelievable woman and even more talented, Uh, just such a such a magnificent person. And so her goal is to essentially keep me out of the fires, keep me out of the things that are the urgent. I'm to work on the important still and to cast a great vision for the company and to help lead some of the key leaders. So that's that's where we're positioning ourselves. Uh, I'm in that transitional time right now. So I can't say that the baton has fully been passed off yet, but I'm certainly confident in who I'm passing it off to. So that's the first piece of this. Now, where to spend the rest of my time? Uh, I try to spend it on my mediocre golf game. So that gets a little bit of my energy. But for the most part, I'm spending it building on hatch coaching. Uh, Hatch coaching has been such a magnificent gift in my life. And we are called to try to impact the industry in the best possible way. And so we're a small but mighty team that's there. We serve About 450 different clients a month with uh, with what we're doing, and we are uh, we are a quiet giant, uh, I'd say, because we have the privilege of serving some of the top real estate teams and producers in this industry. And so that gets a majority of my time. And then our our move to real brokerage last year was a strategic one to have a network of people to to connect with on a national level. Certainly, our coaching company feeds that. Certainly, that feeds our coaching company. But ultimately, uh, I am a connector. I love People, I want to be so ingrained in their success, and I want to be as important as I'm called to be. And this gives me another platform to do so. And so that takes a bit of my time, also.
1: Well, absolutely. You're kind of living the dream life, I think, and you're getting more there, that direction, all the time, having somebody else do the day to day work and you just doing what you love so much.
0: Well, who would have thought that even if somebody is doing the day to day work, that my mind is still consumed by it? And so that's the uh even even though it doesn't have the majority of my time and I haven't been full time at Hatch Realty since 2016 when I opened up our coaching company. So it's been six years now. Although I haven't been full time, it has consumed more than all of my thoughts. Uh and I, I took a sabbatical, I took 30 days off from Hatch Realty a couple of months ago. And that was only when I could completely unplug from the numbers and the emails and the day-to-day actions in which I felt like I wasn't glued to the business. And so that day will come, uh, it may be years from now, it may be months from now, but that day will come when I am completely uh, transitioned out of that business because I I have such a tremendous group of people that I can call my team there.
1: Well, it sounds like you are a true creative. And so you may be doing or aiming to do what you really love, which is being that visionary uh, force.
0: My favorite seat to be on the bus is a visionary, uh, a, a vision caster just to spend that energy helping people to realize what's possible and to uh, create things out of uh, out of chaos, really.
1: Wow, that's beautiful. And now the very important subject, we want to talk about your brand new book that is available right now.
0: It is, yeah. If you go to hatchcoaching.com, you'll see this wonderful book called The Perfect Real Estate Agent Blueprint. My partner, Robbie Treffethrin and I wrote uh, this book. It's essentially... The story of Hatch Realty, but it's the story of our coaching clients as well. And we believe that there is a different model, a better model than what has been written. I think the, the Bible for building a real estate team and a real estate business came from Gary Keller and Jay Papazon when they wrote the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book. And it was a, a guidebook for so many people, myself included. I'm a former Keller Williams agent. I have nothing but love and respect for that organization. And uh, Jay and Gary are as talented as it comes. That book was written 20 years ago now or so, and I feel like we've learned some lessons along the way, whether it be technology or changing uh, economies, Uh, but I think that there's a better structure and a better model (coughs) in which to build your team. In 2012, 10 years ago, I started my real estate team, and I did what I thought I was supposed to do, and that was hire a bunch of agents. And This is the mentality that somebody has when they want to be successful they say, uh, you know, I'm gonna bring on a bunch of agents and I'm gonna give them these deals that I'm not touching or that uh, I purchase, and they're gonna convert them. And if we use a 50, 50 commission split Patty they're gonna get half the money and I'm gonna get half the money. So I'm gonna get five quality at bats for that agent. They're gonna get 25,000, I'm gonna get 25,000. I'm just gonna hire a bunch of those people and they're each gonna be worth 25,000 bucks, 50,000 bucks, whatever it may be. And we think that's the math that works. But we work in an industry in which 87% of people fail. And the reason why they fail, I'm going to go back to the five, is because to bring somebody into a full-time commission job is irresponsible. I think that the model is broken because uh, let me give you an example. Here are the five types of people that traditionally get into real estate and do a full-time commission job. The first person has a sugar daddy or a sugar mama. They're a sugar baby, right? They have okay. uh, they have somebody in their life that is funding a lot of their life. The second is a trust fund kid, somebody who comes from money and uh, so is showing up able to take the risk of going under full-time commission. Number three is somebody with a part-time job uh, who's spending their time and energy uh, earning cash elsewhere because real estate is hard to make money on. Think about it, Patty, the, the average buyer takes 10 to 12 weeks to find their home and then it sits in escrow for four to six weeks. So, on yeah. day one, if you go full time into real estate and do a commission job and you get a buyer on day one, and you probably won't, uh, oh. you're going to get your first closing in four months. Wow. And so, so many people are set up for failure. So, so number three is part time job. Number four is somebody with terrible spending habits. And that's the majority of the industry, which is why they flop so often. And then number five is somebody who has six plus months of savings and they're set up to go into a career like this. And so, if you just simply look at it from that standpoint, the idea of adding a bunch of agents and then asking them to convert doesn't start to make sense. I don't think because I said they're going to close five out of the five of those deals, but ultimately I trained them, I hired them too quickly. So they're not all A players. I didn't take the time to train them exceedingly well because I'm busy selling houses and doing other things. Uh, and then I'm throwing them to the hardest leads to convert, which are things like pay per click and forced registration leads and things that you purchase. Those are, those are difficult, difficult to convert and they take a mastery level of, of tools and skills and practice in order to convert them. So they don't, they don't close five out of five. They actually probably close three out of five or even two out of five. And so what I thought was going to make me $25,000 of gross revenue is actually making me $10,000, right? If, it's, if each one is a $10,000 commission, I think, okay, that's worth 50 grand and I'm gonna get 25 and they're gonna get 25, but realistically I'm gonna get 10 and they're gonna get 10, but it's gonna take them six plus months to get that 10. Mm -hmm. And now I have not retained great talents for an extended period of time. These people who are on the team came to me because they said, Eric, you're the greatest chance that we have in order to reach and achieve our goals. But I hired too quickly. I trained them poorly. I put them into an ecosystem that is a bit kittywampus. It's just sloppy in how it's put together. And we expect these people, these A-grade talent folks to stick around with us and work for half a commission. It's a broken model. And so the model that we teach in the perfect real estate agent blueprint looks the same as what the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book teaches right away. Those first couple of steps are first hire an admin, then hire a second admin. Right. Your, your job is to leverage all that non-income producing activity off of you and then to bring in another admin to help you grow to be an extension of you. Uh, but you're still that one that's converting leads. You're still that one that's front-facing with buyers and sellers. But here's where the, the split at the road happens, Patty. Most people want to hire a bunch of buyer agents or agents in general. And I think hiring a buyer agent is the most costly hire in the negative direction that you can make. So let's break it down. My recommendation is not to hire a buyer agent. My recommendation is to hire a licensed agent partner. This agent partner is traditionally a new agent and they're not gonna have to gamble like those five examples I gave you. Mm -hmm. They're instead gonna come in and they're gonna work for a salary. Let's say I'm gonna pay them 2,500 or $3,000 a month. It's enough to live on, but it's gonna keep them hungry. Right. When we hire somebody who's on salary, we usually hire them with much more intentionality and diligence than we do somebody who's going to be an agent. And then we train them exceedingly more because we think that's going to cost us more when actually the agents who are poorly trained are costing us far more than the the admin and the the licensed agents that we're hiring and putting on salary. So the, the plan is you put a new agent directly with you so that they can get their MBA in real estate. They can get every last experience, every last exposure and they get to earn while they learn. So this person is now leveraging me cuz I can close all 5 out of 5 of those patty. I can take all 5 of those leads, I can convert them all and instead of me giving away $25,000 and keeping 25, let's say it takes me 2 months to convert all these. And I pay that person a month. Guess what? I keep $44,000 and I give that person Mm 6,000. They get a better experience. Don't they? They're getting, they don't have to deal with the instability of a full-time commission job. Mm -hmm. They're getting paid to learn. They're getting paid to be an extension of me. So if this is the only win, win, win I can see in real estate, the first win is that the agent that you hire wins. I've done this model now since 2014, and the best realtors in my community, whether they're on my team or the fact that they've left, are all people that started in this model, that they learned as a partner. They learned that level of service and commitment. They learned all the systems. They got better training than any other realtor in the industry, and they are now breaking records across our state. And it's all because of this model. I have a 100% success rate. I've put nearly 100 agents through this since I started this eight years ago. Uh, The people that I coach will rave and say the exact same thing. So here's the piece de resistance is you win because you get more money. You get more time back in your life because this person is the nurse to your doctor. They're this direct extension of you. They win because they get better training. They get a better onboarding experience, and then we subscribe to the philosophy that is foundational in our world, that everything is earned and nothing is given. So they have to earn their seat to get those 5 ad at-bats. And then finally, the client wins because they aren't working with just one person who's trying to cater to every one of their needs. They're working with, actually, at this point, a team of four, two admin, a partner, and you as that licensed agent. Now... Here's here's where I think the industry is broken. And and Patty, I I have an inside scoop of what these top teams are doing. They're adding 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 agents. They're watching their profit margins shrink and shrink. They're watching their retention rate uh, dissolve. People don't stick around for very long. And they're wondering why are they spending all their time and energy in this? I have a gal named Christy Horn who's in our coaching world. She lives in Dallas, Texas. Their average. Sales price is $400,000, give or take. Mm -hmm. So their average commission is 10 or 12,000 bucks. She was growing a team. She had about 15 people on her team. And uh, she was making, I don't know, $150,000 a year with her production, with all her team members going. And she was working 60 hours a week and was miserable at her job. She saw this model of what we were doing. And she went back and uh, raised the standard on her team. And eventually, the people that needed to leave left. Uh, she showed them the way, or they chose to opt out. She now has two admin, an agent partner, and her. She works 16 hours a week and she's netting over $350,000 this year.
1: Wow.
0: This I model. I buys-
1: love what you're doing, I love it.
0: Patty, this, this industry has been broken for some time because they just say, jump in and do commission and we have to do it better. Right. But, but so, so Christy now, 16 hours a week, $350,000. Her dollar per hour for her team is better than my dollar per hour for my 55 person team. Mm-hmm. There is a better model and there's people rushing to get out of production right now. And I don't think that's the responsible move. But I do have a plan for those people, if I may, Patty. And we write about it in our book. So what happens is, let's say you have this agent partner who's really successful. They can do one of three things. The first is they can be a lifer, meaning they stay as your agent partner working alongside you. Uh, You're probably paying them 5 or 10% of the commission of the deals that they touch, and then you're paying them a base pay of $30,000 to $36,000 a year. That person can make $70,000 to $100,000 depending on your market, even more so in in, in higher price markets, simply by being a lifer and staying in that role.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: There's a lot more nurses out there in the world than there are doctors. And so when you think that people won't do this role, if they have predictable income and get to have an awesome career like real estate, they're going to sign up. The second, which is the most common, is somebody will be a graduate. After they're an agent partner, they'll be a graduate. They will graduate off your micro team. You can do this model if you're on a team. If you're an agent on my team, we have people doing this model right now that have, that have their own agent partners. If you are the rainmaker, you should absolutely be doing this model and do not give all of your deals to the people that are on your team. You keep them on your micro team. But people can graduate off my micro team onto my larger, onto my mega team, And then they can choose to do this model as well. They will earn that right. And they will be better trained and better seasoned than any other realtor you will ever bring up. In fact, in our book, I write about how the conversion rates of somebody who has been an agent in production doubles an agent that's starting out. Financially, it's irresponsible not to do this, Patty. Mm -hmm. But the the third option, which is the one I'm so excited about, is this idea of what's called an empire builder. This is when this agent partner graduates, but instead of graduating off of your micro team, meaning your own personal production, they graduate up your micro team. They're now in charge of the transaction. They're now running that day-to-day. You can get, and this is what Christy is doing down in Dallas right, right now.
1: Mm-hmm. She's
0: her agent partner, graduating him up, and he will be running the day-to-day operation. So now she's going to be down to, four hours a week because her job is to go from managing the transaction to just managing the relationships, to be a great leader for her partner and to connect with her sphere of influence. Patty, I made, I made, when I got out of production, I made a multi-million dollar mistake. It now uh, to date is almost $3 million in lost revenue. And here's what I did is I started referring off all my deals. I was doing a hundred sphere, sphere deals a year when I got out of production. I referred them all off to my team members. Hey, go work with Brandon here. Go work with Emily here. They're going to be great. And when I handed off the transaction, I unintentionally handed off the relationship.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. And so
0: I watch on the hot sheet now and I see, oh man, my buddy from college just listed his house with Mark. And I gave Mark that referral eight years ago, but Mark's not on my team anymore. Mm-hmm. That's not a shame on Mark. That's a shame on me. I let go of the relationship. So when you have this empire builder, this person who graduates up your team, you get to have that business that comes back to you. Patty, the game is changed right now and people need to get their models caught up to this perfect real estate agent blueprint. And I'm convinced it's going to make everybody wealthier, happier, and this business is going to be better for it.
1: Well, I am definitely sold. So is this book mainly written for people who are running uh, brokerages? Would you say that's the main target?
0: No, the the main target, and, and we have 10 tiers that you can build your business on. Tier one is you're a new agent. Tier two is you're an agent that's getting their momentum, right? Tier six is now you're bringing on an inside sales agent. Tier 10 is you're completely out of the business. You're an owner, but you're not an operator, oh. right? So we go through all these different tiers mm-hmm. Break down wherever you're at at your business. So Patty, if you're the new kid on the block, if you're an agent on the team, if you own a team, if you're thinking about uh, getting into production, this book is the guidebook that every step of the way says these are the fun, fundamental things you need to know. From the numbers you need to be hitting and protecting to the conversion rates you should be gunning for to the where to the whereabouts of where to get great lead sources. I know you're with Ardorus SEO, and and we love SEO. We love uh, internet leads. We think those are one of the highest value leads because they're inexpensive and they just take a lot of nurturing. They take a lot of time because most of the time they're not ready to buy or sell that day. And so mm-hmm. you have to have the right systems. We teach all of those steps here in our book. And we, uh, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you perspective here. This is my first book that I wrote normal size, but this one is like a workbook, Right. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is a literal uh, guidebook to helping people to build their real estate business. And again, wherever you are at the journey, this book is for you.
1: Oh, well, that is so interesting that you've been able to have all these different levels that people can plug in. You know, a lot of the people on this show are very successful. You know, that's why it's called Icons of Real Estate. And they say, well, gosh, if you couldn't make money in this market, I'm talking about the past you know, couple of years before now, they said, well, you just, can't make money. And I don't think that's true at all, because I happen to be uh, good friends with a very young man who's been in this business. And I think he sold a couple of houses, which is kind of a miracle because he's in Santa Barbara. And, you know, young people like that don't necessarily have the connections uh, with the people with the big bucks. And plus, there's probably thousands of agents there and maybe 30 to 40 houses that were listed. So how is a person like him going to compete with the seasoned realtor? They just can't.
0: Yeah, uh, I I think it's always a relationship game. Mm -hmm. And what I can tell you uh, that most seasoned realtors, myself included, have failed to be great connectors with their people. Mm -hmm. Uh, They say it's like 80 or 90% of folks will say that they'll work the same realtor again, but it's certainly less than 40% that actually do. And the reason why is because it's relationship management. Mm-hmm. And so the goal for your, uh, your friend in Santa Barbara or anybody else who's starting out is to make a client feel seen, heard, valued, and cared for. Mm-hmm. When You can do that and then show expertise in what you're doing. You will be more much more likely to win the relationship. Because right. there's, there's two games at play right now. There's technology. There's the Zillers of the world that we can't compete with because they're playing a different game. Mm-hmm. So the game that we all have to play is the relationship game.
1: Right. So I know you said you do SEO, and do you manage that yourself?
0: Uh, no, we don't. We go through a third party. A third party. Yeah.
1: And then there's also, um, in addition to the that, there's you know the relationship. There's so many different ways to bring in leads. What would you say is most important? Are they all equal?
0: Uh, they are not all equal. Not by uh, <laughs> not by any way shape. So we believe that there's four lead categories. The first is PC SOI, past client and sphere of influence. This is the only one that could stand on its own. I think that every other one has its upsides, it has its downsides, but this is the only one that can stand on its own. Is if you have a massive amount of relationships, you will still have a place in this industry in the near future. The second is low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging fruit, I would categorize as Zillow, Realtor.com, Trulia, Homelite, uh, referrals. These are things that are costing you more and more. And in fact, they're coming in and taking a portion of the, of the commission, a larger portion than they ever have before. And there are some people that are building their business with this one uh, as, as a major cornerstone. I don't think you should have more than 20 or 25% of all your business that comes from this, from this low hanging fruit, because these are massively expensive. Mm-hmm. And frankly, it's financially irresponsible to do anything uh, deeper with that than 20 or 25%. Number three is uh, long-term nurtures. I would put SEO in this, force registration, pay-per-click leads, uh, social media leads, farming and neighborhood. These are long-term plays. We've studied our numbers. And from the time in which a lead hits our inbox until it closes, if it's a low-hanging fruit like Zillow lead, mm-hmm. 120 to 180 days for that to close. Four to six months, that's, that's a quick turnaround. For SEO and for uh, forced registration, website leads, that sort of, 600 to 640 days on average. Now you have to understand that average is skewed a little bit because I have leads from eight years ago that I bought uh, at, at a $4 a lead that were still closing eight years ago. So that obviously impacts the average, but we usually see in the first year, about 1% of all of your SEO and pay-per-click leads uh, tends mm-hmm. to convert in that first year. That second year, an additional 2%. And then the third year and beyond about another half a percent. So three and a half percent is usually our target in that. Uh, we'd love for those to close uh, quicker. Sometimes they do, but we have the average of, of the ones that take a really inordinate amount of time on that back end. And finally, number four, the other, uh, the other lead source is reputation business. Uh, things like your reviews online, that matters an awful lot. Radio, television, billboards, uh, those obviously have a place in a, a out there. But I think that uh, a piece that people are really conscious of building nowadays would be their social media presence and their mm-hmm. YouTube presence. People feel in relationship with you if you can do those uh, exceedingly well. And those are that's business earned traditionally and not business bought. And that mm-hmm. always tastes better.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. You are a wealth of knowledge. You mm-hmm. really are. Thank you so much for taking us on a crash course. Now, I know you have the book that can really help people, but if they wanted to get more personalized help, do you do any of that type of coaching?
0: Absolutely, yeah. We have one-on-one coaching. We have group coaching. And then we try to give away almost everything uh, online. We think that a business earned is, again, always better than business bought. And so we try to provide as much value as we can. So there's two places people need to go. First is to hatchcoaching.com. You can purchase uh, the Perfect Real Estate Agent Blueprint book. You can purchase my first book, Play for the person next to you. We have all sorts of courses and things that you can go uh, to engage with us. If you are interested in coaching, uh, hatchcoaching.com is where you get there. Uh, otherwise, check out our YouTube channel. It's just Hatch Coaching on YouTube. Uh, I think we have 260 or 270 videos that are uploaded when we add more daily right now that we're continuing to try to put so much value out there in this ecosystem because we want to take great, great care of people. And we know that this industry needs to get better and we're here to help it.
1: Oh, thank you so much. And especially, I just want to mention, I read that you do a lot of work with nonprofits as well. It seems like you have a servant's heart. And what did you say? Pray for the person next to you?
0: Uh, it's called Play for the Person Next to You. Yeah, it's a, it's a servant leadership guide. Uh, and so this is my first book. And uh, I know you've written a book as well. You understand how much energy and effort it takes. Uh, yes. But it is, it is something I'm exceedingly proud of.
1: Oh, you should be. Well, thank you so much for being our featured icon today. You really deserve that title. Really appreciate you you being here. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye.